The following podcast is brought to you by Marks with Mics. I have no problem calling people Marks. No, no, he's thinking don't tell me! Mark. Don't tell me! Mama me out! Mama me out! Are you kidding me? Mark is. Welcome to the Marks with Mike's podcast. Here are your hosts, Mr. Six Foot Nine, the homeboy Doug Douglas, and Dre the Juice Man, with special guest Timothy Jaconia. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Marks with Mike's. I am your host, Mr. Six Foot Nine, JT the Godfather, and we are on episode number 91. God damn, we are climbing these charts almost to 100. Listen, unfortunately, Marks, Doug, the homeboy Doug Douglas, that is, is not going to be able to join the show. And Dre the Juice Man, they are both off on assignment. But we do have a special guest uh, returning for the one, two, no, this is the third time. He's been on two shows before. I figured, damn, he's good enough. He's definitely good enough to go back for number three. So damn good that he had his own intro. Ladies and gentlemen, Timothy Jaconia. What's up, everybody? It's Timothy Jaconia. What's up, Mr. Six Foot Nine, man? Thanks for having me back. I'm glad to be a part of this. Marks with Mike's definitely kicking, getting it rolling. Real quick, though, I want to give a shout out to my brother, Stephen Felger, aka Kai Douglas. He was a Actually in on some NXT action last night. We'll get to that later, but I just want to say I'm real proud of you, buddy, and I love you, man. That's what's up, man. We'll definitely get into that a little bit later, but we do have a stack show for you guys today. We are going to talk about some rumors and news as well as recapping a little bit of what happened in Cleveland because Monday Night Raw actually took place here as well as NWA Power NXT AEW and NXT UK, since everyone seems to have forgotten about it. Seems like they did. But uh let's go ahead and just hop right in, man. On the news and rumor side, man, this is um, not even new, uh, not even a rumor, I should say. This is actually news. So uh, there's been a lot of complaining out there talking about the WWA 2K20 graphics and, then, and you know, the glitches and all that. And, and uh PlayStation just put it out there. Hey, if you bought NX, uh, sorry, if you bought WWE 2K20 and if you're experiencing issues, well, PlayStation will be refunding you all of your money back. I'm not sure what Xbox is doing, but I know PS4 is doing it. I'm a PS4 guy, so, you know, if you don't have a PS4, kick rocks. Uh, I don't think Microsoft's gonna break off any pennies. Hey, hey, uh, I'm an Xbox guy, man. But the thing is about the, those games, they're always, it seems every time they come out, everybody wants to get the, the money in to get the new the new uh, game extras and all of this and the new characters, and every year is a problem, it seems. Yeah, just take me back to the days of Nintendo 64 when I had uh, WWF No Mercy and WCW NWO Revenge. I don't think I would have had these issues. Yeah, that's actually in my cartridge right now. <laughs> You know, take take me back to those days. I'm I'm perfectly fine. I have my Nintendo 64 right here. Looking at it, I have WCW Mayhem, which is probably one of the worst games ever created. But WrestleMania the arcade game, that was good. Yeah, I mean, the people are complaining about the graphics, and rightfully so. I mean, but 
I mean, it did stop me from buying them. I'm not gonna lie, like I was halfway, halfway getting ready to pre-order before it came out, and I was like, eh, eh, never mind. I'll just wait till they release another version of it once they fix it, if that's gonna happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> another rumor out there, or should I say, news? Uh, the new day, Xavier Woods goes down with the Achilles heel. Um, injury, so he's going to be out for some time. Definitely sucks to happen in Australia while the SmackDown crew was overseas. Uh, end up tearing it real bad, I guess. I'm not sure how long he's going to be out of action. Could be a significant amount of time, but man, that sucks because it looks like they were getting ready to plan a heel turn for Kofi. That's crazy because Big E just got back from that injury and he, you know, he's been back for what? A month or two now? And now he's gone? Damn. I don't know. It could be too much power or positivity. Leading straight to negativity. But moving on from that tidbit of news, also uh, inside the rumor bag, or should I say the news bag? I mean, I haven't produced one rumor yet. It looks like it's all been news. So Kylie Ray actually rejoined social media once she debuted with Impact Wrestling. I'm not sure if uh, AEW was the reason for her coming off of uh, social media, but it looks like she's back in a happy uh, place. I'm happy for her. Uh, AEW gets a TV deal in France for Dynamite, which is also good for the fans out there in France. So it looks like they're expanding their market, which is a great thing. And as well as another thing I wanted to mention uh, from the rumor mill, or should I say the news mill? Gosh, I don't have any rumors. This sucks. What is going on? It looks, it looks like it's up. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I found a rumor, and then I'll get to the last bit of the rumor news section. But rumor is, is Tony Schiavone happy with his contract through AEW? Um, catching it? Well, I guess the rumor is he is happy. I mean, he's making money. He's at, he's working full time. He doesn't have to worry about taping episodes anymore. I mean, this is pretty good for him. I'm glad to see him back on television. Very iconic voice, you know, especially if you watch WCW back in the day when, when it was, uh, Saturday night, 605, uh, for all you folks that are above the age of 30. Just told my age there. But, Last tidbit of news. Have you seen Adam Rose? Have you seen the latest pictures of this guy? I haven't. Where'd you see those at? Uh, listen, dude. If you have not seen Adam Rose's last updated pictures, he is a beast. He looks like he he looks like the guy who ate Adam Rose twice. That's how ripped this guy is. It makes no sense to be that ripped. But uh Adam Rose, man, he's he's solid muscle and he looks he looks totally, totally different. Like this is the Adam Rose that I think that will get signed to the main roster by Vince to do some damage. I just brought the picture up. Jesus, what a transformation. Talk about transformation Thursday or Tuesday. What whatever these saying what was it? Throwback Thursday? Whatever these kids say today. Throw up those weights Thursday. That dude's jacked. Steaks and weights. I can only hope to get my body like that one day. Adam Rose, please DM me at Marshall Mike's on Instagram. Definitely want to know what are you doing for your workout regiments. But 
moving on from the news and rumors, we have to definitely talk about another tidbit of news, and that is what is going down this Saturday uh, in Cleveland as well. We have RSW's Dark Season, which is going to be going down at Mulberry's Bar and Grill, located at 2316 Mulberry Ave. You are definitely going to have to get your tickets at Mulberry's. I'll be there today, actually, because that's today the podcast is coming out. But I'll be there today inside the evening selling the last little bunch of tickets to the people that want to meet me there. To all the college students, once again, if you do have your college ID, you will get two free items, including a lanyard and a beanie, which is basically a skull cap. Uh, you'll get that as well. So if you are in college, like myself, bring that college ID. We have a gift for you. You don't want to miss this action. We also are going to be having a costume contest on behalf of Marshall Mike's. We will be giving away cash money. So make sure you come in your best costume. I don't care what you come dressed up as. Just make sure you have some clothes on when you come there. There's there's children there, people. There's children. But cannot wait. Some great action is going to be going down. We have, of course, inside uh, this card, we have Sadie Lee Moss, uh, who is the RSW Women's Champion, going up against Ray Lynn. We also have in a casket match, we have the challenger straight out of Cleveland, Chase Winners versus T.J. Phillips, the champion inside of a cask match. We also have the commission versus the main event in a nice tag team match, which I cannot wait to see. Gregory Iron versus Chance Riser is promising to be another show stiller. J-Rock versus Nick Nero. And we also have the RSW internet title on the line with Ethan Wright going up against the champion, OMG James Ryan, as well as a scramble match, a five-way scramble match, I should say, between Run Hunt, Huff Manley, Mickey Fulp, and Patrick James. Now, moving on to Monday Night Raw, which just happened. If you don't mind me shouting out real quick, this Saturday also there's a, for anybody that's going to be in the Akron area, there's going to be Rubber City Wrestling. They have a show, they're presenting A Grave Affair. Uh, the main event's going to be the Spotlight Marcus Knight versus the original Son of Violence, Justin Bradley. I'm going to be actually a special guest referee at that show. It's going to be in Talmadge, Ohio at the Akron Turner Club. That's this Saturday also. For anybody that's going to be in the Akron area, uh, if you're in Cleveland, you got that show. If you're in Akron, you got this show. Remember, wrestling is worldwide. It's 25-8. And uh, that bell time is at 6 o'clock. Listen, you heard it out of his mouth. Wrestling is 25-8. So, Make sure you spread the love. Just because we have all of these wrestling promotions to watch on television doesn't mean that we cannot show up to an independent show and show our love the very same way. But, man, Cleveland was on fire from this past Monday Night Raw, and Monday Night Raw proved to be a pretty solid show uh, coming out from, uh, of course, this past Monday. We had some pretty good moments there. I mean, Ric Flair right off the back. <laughs> Ric Flair, listen, like I said on Twitter, and I'm going to keep saying, Rick Flair, Rick, Rick Flair with a live microphone is God's greatest gift to wrestling fans. <laughs> he lost his, he came out, bro, he was getting it. He was. He, there must have been a beautiful woman in the crowd because he kept pointing at her and saying stuff about uh, Drew McIntyre kissing all the women in Cleveland. And when he was on the outside of the ring, he's like, he's like, look at Hulk. You can talk on the microphone like you want, a TV, and 
What what city are we in? Cleveland? Tennessee? I don't know. But listen here. He's he's a he's a treasure. He truly is a treasure. We don't we do not even deserve a Ric Flair. No, we we don't, but uh when when Ric Flair made made the comment to whoever the guy ringside was heckling him, he said, uh he said, Tell that to your girlfriend. He said, By the way, I used to know your mother and I I, I lost it because of me, personally, that was me. I don't really play about my mom's, but uh I laughed. We also got to see a returning Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet, which was uh very good. Finally good to see the big man back. Uh, Did you see Ricochet get in the ring when he came out? He came out flying full speed and did, did the, like the John Cena jump, but he like jumped a good five feet before the ring and dove in. That that dude, he truly is a superhero. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, any any movie studio would be good to have this guy working for them, either as uh, their star or stuntman. He's good. Uh, a lot of great matches did happen on Raw. Don't want to go through all of them. I mean. Of course, we had uh, Andrade versus Sin Cara, which this is the first time I've seen Sin Cara look good in a match in quite some time as a solo star. It's entertaining what they do. And uh, Andrade, he is just phenomenal. From NXT, he 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 took over shows. And still, like, I feel like when he came out, it was big, and he started fading a little bit in the back, but he did not let that happen. He kept showing his skill and bringing it to the table every, every every chance he got. And yeah, I mean, he's 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 definitely something special uh as far as for this next generation of of de- definitely Latino wrestlers. He's definitely something special. He he's something that's going to stand out, period. Um another great things that did happen on on that show, we had the Viking Ro- uh, Warriors, I'm sorry, the the Viking Raiders. Um, damn it, I'm sorry. The, the Minnesota, the Minnesota Viking Raiders. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see the War Raiders versus AOP. I think this is going to be a great match. That's going to bring it back to the old earthquake days and typhoon, those big guys wrestling. But the thing is about these big guys these days, like you've seen with you know Keith Lee, and we'll get to that when we get to NXT. But you, these big guys. They're not just big guys anymore. They can pull these moves off that the 205 Live guys are even doing. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like wrestlers are evolving. No, but it's it's great to to definitely see this. I mean, I mean, you look at you look at the uh, the Viking Raiders, and you look at guys like Keith Lee, like you mentioned, and you look at some some other big guys out there, like a like a AC Romeo and things like that these guys can actually move and they don't move how they look that's that's the great thing about it so i can't wait to see what's going to happen between aop and the viking raiders because that looks like what they are getting ready to set up uh seth rollins versus humberto Carrillo was also a great match even though he did look like a power ranger out there with that vest on staring into the television Also, we had uh, more great things from Raw. Um, last but not least, we cannot forget about the Street Profits going against uh, the OC, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. And I'm sorry, I mean, the the promo they cut before they came out, 
uh, talking about the street profits, uh, talking about wanting that smoke, and then AJ Styles was like, you know, well, we're in Cleveland. That's highly illegal here, you morons. <laughs> like, I could not stop laughing because he's right. I mean, it it is it is illegal here in Cleveland. <laughs> that was that was one of the funniest. And the way AJ said it, he's just like that funny uncle at a barbecue. He's like he's like if they want the smoke, we're in Cleveland, Ohio. It's illegal here, you idiots. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but the match itself was really good. I mean, they they definitely put the right veterans in there with them to kind of teach them how to wrestle on, on the main roster, and they they look great. They they look pretty polished to be hanging in there with some vets. They sure uh, did. You could see it on their face too that they were excited. They were truly excited to be out there. And you can't forget about Kevin Owens coming out at the end and delivering that stunner. That was uh, that, I'm interested to see where that's gonna go. Oh, yeah, and we cannot forget about the celebration. We had Montez Ford dancing with the baby in the crowd. A random baby. He just took the baby from a from a person in the audience and started dancing with a random baby. Just like being a president. You got to kiss, kiss a couple babies here and there. I loved it, man, because even the baby was excited. You know, usually most babies, when you just grab them, Without you know, without even warning or you know you knowing them, they freak out. Not that baby. Yeah, with the crowd going nuts and the music blaring and just some stranger grabbing him, he's all sweaty. But yeah, you can tell that his his energy is so positive that even the baby was loving it. Yeah, I think the baby wanted to smoke. <laughs> well, maybe when he's eighteen and it's legal here. I mean, who knows? We'll see. But before we move on any further, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Uh, you'll hear from our sponsors here at, I don't know, Anchor, because they're helping us get this podcast out here. But we'll be right back. And we are back. Thank you to Anchor. Uh, once again, it's very easy, people. It's one of the easiest platforms that you can use to start your podcast. Get your podcast out there to many, many Different platforms, uh, including platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Castbox, um, Radio Public, Overcast. You get the drift, right? I'm gonna keep going on and on with these names, but not today. Uh, so we have to talk about NWA Power. Man, it is becoming one of my favorite, favorite things to watch on Tuesdays. It comes on at 6.05. Kind of reminds you of, you know, just, just the old, old days of just watching studio wrestling, which is, you know, people have lost that art of just going back to the old days because everybody wants to be, you know, on the road. They want to be live. They want to, you know, they want to make sure that, that they're always, that they're always, you know, reaching fans in different states. And I'm not even going to lie that, that old school feel there of, um, of NWA power was just great. Um, definitely having um, Aaron Stevens, AKA Damian Sandow out there to, you know, to basically play up to his thespian character that he had a little bit there in TNA and as well as uh, in WWE. But man, this, this guy definitely knows how to control the crowd. Uh, you also had, of course, Eddie Kingston cutting a major promo. 
Um, you also had an inside NWA power. And the crazy thing about this is it's like the show is an hour, but it feels like you sat down 15 minutes because there is no BS. There's no, there's no, it, it, uh, no theme music, no pyro, no Titan Trons. It's just the commercials are hilarious though. Have you seen those? Man. Those keep me going. <laughs> You took the words out my mouth with those commercials, man. Jesus, I mean, it, it is it is literally it feels it feels like old school TV when you're watching it. Like I can't I can't it's, say it enough. It's pure entertainment. It's straight to the point. And like you said on the on the last show, you know, there's there's the entrance, and it's not no, there's no pyrotechnic. There's no they're one on one with the crowd. Like you know, he can hear during interviews someone says something in the crowd, and they'll react right to it. They'll be there's not many people there, so. You have to be on your game to be a you know a professional wrestler. There, you can't be calling your moves out loud. You can't be messing up. You can't be taking other takes. And the, the fact of the simplicity of it itself is what's most entertaining about it. It's strictly wrestling. There is no. I mean, they got gimmicks, but it's not. It's nothing flashy. It's nothing crazy. It's we're here to wrestle, and here it is. Exactly. Um, another notable stars, Marty Bell. Shout out to Marty Bell. It's actually one of the first stars I, I reached out to when I was starting the podcast. And uh, I actually uh, asked her to get on. She said, maybe in the future. You know, she was shooting a reality TV show at the time, I believe, in another country. But, uh, hey, the offer's still out there. Marty, if you're listening, love to have you on. But nice seeing Marty Bell back, back I guess you could say, on on stream, streaming devices. We had Dan Parker versus uh, – Caleb Conley, which is a very good one. Caleb Conley coming out with the, the W there. Eli Drake, it's always good to see him. I think TNA definitely dropped the ball with him uh, far as far as with Eli Drake. But Eli Drake and Tim Storm, two vets uh, going up against two youngins inside the ring, at least youngins in our eyes because we haven't seen much of them. But um, I, I thought it was a good way to put over the Dawsons and have them – you know, become staple household names for the NWA uh, Federation there. But if you have not called NWA, make sure you go on YouTube every Tuesday, 6.05 p.m., and you can also watch it on the NWA YouTube page. That is NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, not NWA. And, and, W-A-A. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> we're not we're not talking about that one, but if you want to go back listen to some music, definitely go back and listen to the music. Very great time in um, hip hop culture. But let's move on to, of course, a Wednesday night, which was where where everyone's at on Wednesday nights, unless you're watching uh, the World Series or if you're watching it, NBA basketball, which I'm happy that that's back as well. You're watching Wednesday nights this quote unquote war, which I'm not going to call it that. I just call it just Wrestling 25A because it's more wrestling to watch. But we had AEW and NXT going up head-to-head, sort of. Uh, I made a comment earlier today, or should I say yesterday on Twitter, people were talking about the ratings, and I said, well, why, as, why do we as fans care about the ratings? It's not like we're getting paid by Fox or TNT or USA Network to care about this, right? You know, we as fans should really just care about the product that's being produced inside the ring. Just because the ratings say one thing doesn't mean that the show was exactly what the ratings said. You kind of get what I'm saying there, Timothy? You know, that's what 
a lot of people worry about is, like you said, ratings. And that has nothing to do with us as fans. It has to do with the guys in suits behind the behind the curtains. And, you know, I don't care. As long as I'm entertained and I'm getting my wrestling, you know, 25-8 all around the clock, I'm happy. It's none of our business. Yeah, it's none of our business, but we definitely make it our business. I mean, we make all these posts about, oh, you know, well, well, this this company had the higher ratings. They had the better show. And it's like, well, that's not the case all the time. Look, I'm going to tell you flat out, uh, as we get into NXT right now, and I'll actually tell you more about my opinion later when we talk about AEW, but let's just go ahead and hop into NXT. Real quick, though, but nobody is more unsatisfied with professional wrestling than professional wrestling fans. We're our, we're our biggest critics. We, 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 we love what we see, but it seems like uh, being in a, a shitty boyfriend, being in a good relationship, just looking for things to bitch about. Those are all facts. All facts. That is so true. Um, yeah, you're definitely right. That's That's all we do. And I also made that comment, too. All we do is complain, 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 complain. But, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. But let's talk about some NXT. So NXT turned out to be very great opening match, Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley, which was a burn, a barn burner. Seriously. um, They put on a hell of a show. Those two are just powerful, powerful women. And they know how to they know they know exactly how to use it in the ring. Yeah, and you know what? Both of these women were very strong. You know, it was to the point where I was actually on the edge of my seat. I didn't know who was gonna win because you want to keep both of these characters strong, but you want to keep Rhea Ripley even stronger since she's transitioning from NXT UK. But man, it was good. It was good to see that that they're getting their core women involved as well. They got Eel Sarai involved, they got Candice Array involved and you know Rhea Ripley ended up coming out with the W but it wasn't you know it wasn't like oh well we can tell this was going to happen it was more like man that could have went either way and either way I would I would have been satisfied either way it went I I just would have been satisfied because these women are miles ahead of other divisions I from other companies I completely agree with you either way that match went I would have been happy I'm a fan of both of them they're both b- bad girls Bad girls, but loved by the crowd. And I love wrestlers that they can still pull that heel image, but the crowd loves it. Man, definitely. Uh, another another good match that they had for uh, NXT was Matt Riddle versus Cameron Grimes. Um, another match I was looking forward to because this is one of the marquee matches, matchups that I wanted to see. One, Cameron Grimes, he's definitely gotten over with me. Like, literally, after seeing two of his matches, he's definitely over with me. I, I love the character so far, and the character, the character development that's coming out of it is great. But Riddle versus Cameron Grimes, um, great match. Definitely, definitely high. Definitely high, man. It, it was just high impact. Um you didn't know what was going to happen when it came to Riddle and Grimes because I believe this is the first time I've ever seen these two face off. They probably faced off in other promotions, uh, but it was my first time actually seeing these guys go one-on-one. And uh, you had the crowd doing the whole Goldberg kind of chance, but they were saying Riddle, which uh, I actually love the fact when uh, Matt Riddle did the jackhammer as well. 
Oh man, he's he hit the ground running with this. He came, you know, a lot of those, especially you know, we'll get to that match next with the tag team women. But those UFC fighters, they come in here thinking, "Well, I know how to fight." No, nah, but do you know how to wrestle? It's not the same thing. No, it's not. And he's one of the MMA fighters that I could say he can legitimately wrestle. I mean, part of that has to do because he actually wrestled amateurly. So he has some type of background to make himself believable. But he's kind of transitioned. Not even kind of. He's transitioned to an, a great wrestler. What, whether you like him, don't like him, hate him, whatever. I love him. I love him. His, his, uh, online presence with his Twitter and his Instagram with his, He's not afraid to run his mouth because, in all reality, if it does get real serious, he can 100% back himself up. And that's amazing. But, and not only the fact, like you said, though, he has the background in wrestling, the background in the jiu-jitsu and all that, uh, kickboxing. And, uh, his image is just so cool. Every, you know, his music hits. It's that old school California, you know, 90s, uh, hip hop beat with that, uh, that high twang with the bro chant going on, and he comes out. It's just a guy you want to sit down and smoke a blunt with. Definitely, definitely agreed. Um, hopefully my job's not listening to that part. But um, Matt, Matt Riddle is definitely um, – I mean, I, I got the chance to hang out with Matt Riddle. What was it? It's almost two years now. Or was it – no, it was last year. I got the chance to hang, hang out with Matt Riddle and – Got the chance to have a nice conversation after the show. Very great. Um, very great getting the chance to actually just know Matt Riddle the person versus knowing Matt Riddle the wrestler. But it was great. Um, the match itself, once again, it, it was just one of those matches between these two where it was definitely confusing because you have Matt Riddle coming off of a big loss uh, when he went up against Adam Cole. And then you have Kevin Grimes coming off consecutive wins. So either way, either one of these guys could have took the L. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have hurt them. I would have been I, happy either way too. Yeah, either way with that man, I'm I'm, I'm definitely happy with great wrestling. The results of it, I mean, I'm definitely happy with it. Um, like I like seeing Tyler Bate there. <laughs> so Tyler Bate, I guess they're going to start transitioning some more NXT UK stars over to NXT television. And I, I think that's a good way to get people to start watching more NXT UK. I mean, you see them on this television product. And you mentioned the NXT UK and where they can watch it at. That's going to make them gravitate to the library, to the content, make them uh, watch it a little bit more. But you had Tyler Bate getting involved after the match, uh, hitting an old bop and bang on uh, Cameron Grimes. Uh, I don't know what's to happen. Maybe we have a nice feud coming up. But moving along, now let's get to the match that, you know what, we're not really going to get to that match yet. We're going to get to the Forgotten Son versus Top Guns. Uh, the Top Guns there, Iceman and Maverick. I'm sorry, I meant to say uh God damn it. Who did I mean to say? Uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. I don't know why I called them Maverick and uh, Iceman. Maybe because. a fantastic match, though, again, dude. I mean, you're going to go through these matches. I'm going to tell you that every single match on that on that show last night was, I was on the edge of my seat, especially with that springboard backflip up the chest. Wow. Yeah, that was great. Seeing Isaiah Swerve Scott come out. Uh, hanging out with the Fast Police, uh, the Forgotten Sons are 
definitely killing it. I mean, this is probably one of the best six man tags I've seen them involved in, period. Uh, since they've been in NXT. What do, you, what do you think about this new music they played last night? Uh, who, which one? The, uh, who was that? The, his old music was R&B. was more of an R&B style. And then last night they changed it. My brother, my brother was there the whole night. And he said, um, you know, right beforehand they changed, they changed music. I wasn't sure exactly who he was talking about because there was a lot, a lot of commotion going on in the background. But, uh, I'm pretty sure it was that match. They changed someone's uh, theme music right before he oh, came yeah. out. Yeah, more I, high I, pace, and he couldn't yeah. even find a tempo to come out to it. Yeah, they did it right, right beforehand. Yeah, that was uh, Isaiah Suarez Scott. Yeah, the uh, so my brother's sitting there. They played his original theme song, and he came out to it. And it, my brother was just saying, "It's such an awesome song, such a like a unique theme theme song." And then. Uh, they just hired, I guess NXT just now hired three new music producers, and they were sitting there on their laptop, you know, hurry, hurry, Triple H was sitting there telling them, you know, we make something new, make something new. So they told him, go back up the ramp, come out again, boom, they hit play, and then they played that new song. And my brother was sitting there with the other extras, and they, I don't think anybody liked it. He sure as hell didn't. <laughs> yeah, uh I thought, I thought it was decent. I mean, you know, I might have to listen to it a little bit more, let it grow on me. We'll, we'll see what happens with that theme song. Another match we have to get to is Angel Garza versus Jack Gallagher, which is definitely great seeing these guys compete for the 205 Live Cruiserweight Championship or the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, whatever you want to call it. Um, this is definitely broadening the competition. I mean, it's definitely giving you more faces to look at. And I think this is a way to keep pumping life into 205 Live as well. So this is great. Uh Just, just definitely seeing these matches go on. Jack Gallagher, which I'm happy to see him. He was originally inside the uh, 205 Live Cruiserweight Classic, um, the only one they ever had, which I wish they have a second one. Uh But I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, wasn't wasn't too much on the you know I guess you could say the ooh and ah but it definitely had a lot of ooh in it <laughs> but it was good. Um, can't wait to see maybe Angel Garza versus Leo Rush coming up probably I don't know on the next week's two hundred five live we'll see. Um, we have to talk about this number one contender for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir versus Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Just go ahead and tell me what did you think about that match? And I'm gonna hold my 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 thoughts on it reserved. Um, I think it was good. I don't think I mean out of all the matches last night, I would definitely put it at the bottom. Um, yeah, I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss them at all. They went out there. Dakota Kai is just adorable. I love watching her wrestle, but. You know, it's they're evolving. They're, they they are. You can tell that's some of the lower women that are, aren't as you know. They're they're no um, Rhea Ripley, but they're out there. They're little. They're they're giving it their their best. And I all I can give them is credit. You know. Well, all I can do is give them credit as well because honestly, I'm gonna just say from 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 me to probably some of the other people watching at home, they need a little bit more grooming um and when i say they i mean duke and shafir um they they could be good 
They oh, be those good. two. Those two are horrible. I thought you were talking about the the tag team match that's going to happen. Uh-uh. Those two are horrible. Get them out of Go to AEW. Get them out of here. They look terrible. Their actions, their facial re- reactions, expressions, uh, they suck. I'll, I'll say it. You can say, you can save face. They suck. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say suck, but I'm not going to say they're not good yet. Um, it's a hard transition coming from another universe to a, another universe, I guess you could say. I mean, it's a hard transition coming from MMA to professional wrestling. I mean, you have to learn ring psychology, which you have a little bit of that when it comes to, you know, MMA, but it's a whole different type of psychology. But they are, let's just say that that four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match is not coming up anytime soon. Four horse faces. It's not happening anytime soon. But um, other than that, leaving that sour taste in my mouth, it, it was definitely good seeing Tegan Knox and uh, Dakota Kai getting the title shot. So we're going to have Oscar and, of course, Kyrie Sane on NXT next week. So that I can't wait for. But that, the May. That promo, though, I mean, I don't know why they let them just. I mean, it's it'd be cool if they said something like, like a badass sentence in Japanese, but they're like both talking. I felt like I was at a nail salon until at the end when she finally, you, well, and you know that's cool. But I I don't get why they let them just ramble on like that. I mean, we gotta understand that we you know NXT is broadcast and. So many different languages, one of those being Japanese. So definitely to the Japanese crowd, it's definitely something they understood. And I'm, I'm pretty sure NXT is going to start putting subtitles underneath what they're saying, which would be great. That would uh, be great. For us that don't speak Japanese or understand Japanese. But if I can just try to sum up what she was probably saying, she was probably saying something along the lines of, when I see you next Wednesday, I'm going to fuck y'all up. Bingo. You speak Japanese? So, Damn, man. That's cool. I keep this thought to myself when it comes down to the main event. Uh, the main event, we got to talk about this. NWA North America Championship, Roger Strong, Keith Lee, Dominic Dajakovic. Jesus, that match. <laughs> so, tell me your reactions just watching that match, period. All right, I'm going to start from the beginning. When Roderick Strong came out and stood in the middle of both of them with that cocky ass smile on his face, it was just, it was so, uh, it was like Jack and the Beanstalk type shit, you know, uh, the Rey Mysterio versus Big Show. But seeing him against both these guys, and like we talked about last week, these two big men, Keith Lee and Dominic, they can put on a hell of a match just themselves. So, with uh, with Roderick sprinkled on top of this match, it made it for one hell of a, a, a main event. You know, um, from the beginning of just, you know, um, you know, shot, 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 you know, shot. Everybody was getting their shots in. Everybody was getting their shots in, but Roderick couldn't get anybody phased. Then he started working, you know, against them and against them, and it just, it was so well orchestrated. Then towards the end, whenever uh, Roderick was on the ground, 
and the two big dudes, Dominic and Keith, looked at each other and said, "In the uh, he Keith picked up Roderick and threw him at fucking at Dominic, and he slammed him. Then they both got in the ring and went at. That was just amazing to me. The the, the whole thing. And then uh, I'll let you bring it up, but with the Finn Balor, that it just it really just sealed the whole night for me. I literally the, the edge of my couch is implanted is planted down now because of me sitting on the edge of it all damn night." Man, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth just talking about that match. There's there's nothing wrong that you can say that happened in that match. Everything was just right, in the right place, at the right time. And um, we got three great athletes in that ring. And any of those three can be the faces of NXT at any given time. I've always said that people have slept on Roger Strong. Uh, a lot of it has to do with his promo skills, which I have to talk about their promo that he cut, uh, before the match. It kind of remind me of like the, the guy, like the deadbeat character on, on Murray that, uh, you know, he's saying his little promo before he comes out. You know, Murray, that girl lying on me. I don't even know her like that. We had sex one time. I bought her chicken fingers and I stuck my finger in a booty. That's it. Exactly, like stuff, like stuff like that. Like when when he was reading off that teleprompter, which you can totally tell he was reading off a teleprompter or some cue cards. It reminded me of one of those definite Moria moments, little vignettes. But whatever he doesn't have in promos, he has it in the ring. A guy he's like the that doesn't. The backbreaker for a reason, man. He, he and at the at the end of his matches, he looks like he is physically drained, and he literally is. He gives everything he's got. One thing to add to the beginning, you said there was nothing wrong with that match. And the one thing that was wrong with the match, they they turned it into probably the most epic thing in the match. When they did the the superplex off the top with him on on his shoulders and they collapsed, Roderick didn't get all the way up and over. And if they would have if they wouldn't have been smart enough to know how to handle that, Roderick would have landed on his neck. So what Keith Lee did is he gave way and, and broke uh through the bottom rope and hung off. So he was once it all collapsed, Keith Lee fell hang, hanging halfway out of the mat, uh, out of the ring. That was that to me was phenomenal because uh, the wrong person at the bottom, not, not being Keith Lee, that could have ended terribly. Oh, most definitely could have. But once again, by being able to be such great work th- workers and have great work ethic and knowing how to be quick on your toes, to the untrained eye, you wouldn't have even noticed it. But um, the ending of this match, of course, Roger Strong coming out on top. But what happened at the end of this match was even bigger. Man, you had Johnny Gargano, you had Tommaso Ciampa come out to confront the Undisputed Era, and who comes out? Finn Balor. And at this moment, I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go again. We got four on three. All right, cool. You know, we got Balor. You know, we got we got Tommaso Ciampa. We got Johnny Gargano. Okay, it's about to go down was my reaction. And then Balor with the Pele kick on Johnny Gargano. Boom! And all of a sudden, man, I marked out. I've been waiting on Finn Balor to be a heel. Since he came to NXT, he was automatically a face when he came. Never had a chance to be a heel. Never had a chance. And we're finally going to see Prince Devitt. 
or we're probably going to see some form of him. But when he turned on Johnny Gargano and then went on to the outside of the ring and did uh, and just uh, hit his finisher there on the ramp and stood over him, you had Undisputed Era um, throwing up the UE, and then you have Finn Balor just looking back at them. I'm just waiting for Finn Balor to throw up the Undisputed Era sign. And, and he didn't. No, he doesn't. Think now, where that, where's that going to go? That I mean, because what started getting me against Finn Balor, and don't get me wrong, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, but what started getting me against him was he smiles too damn much. And the demon was just getting old because you knew he was never going to lose, so it's like, you know, we're barely seeing the demon. This guy's coming out. All he does is his, um, what's that move? The um, When he runs, runs, grabs his neck and spins, he does that. He does uh, the stomp, the stomp, the stomp. Then he gets up. And it seems like all of his matches were just one, two, three, done. One, two, three, done. So when he came out last night without a smile on his face, and when he did kick Johnny, and I'll be honest, my brother did tell me what, you know, my brother was an extra in that, actually. Whenever he came and jumped and kicked Johnny in the crowd, my brother was the one to the left with the cutoff sleeves, the one that went flying down over the chair. Um, he did tell me, he said, you know, once, once Finn comes out and kicks Johnny, and I didn't put two and two together. I was like, kicks Johnny. He must have meant Adam. I, you know, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. So the fact is that I knew the ending and still was like, what the, what the hell? What, what? No, no, Finn, no. That was amazing. That, that's the shit I was talking about, you know, the last episode when I said, or the last episode and the first one I was on. Where's that entertainment at? There is that entertainment. My brother said that Paul, Triple H, did not let a single person know about that. Whenever they were going over the rehearsal for it, they were they let nobody out to the ring to see what was going on. Um, that it was fantastic, but it was really cool though. Finn's such a good guy though. I guess a- after it happened, uh, my brother and the other three guys that were out there at ringside, uh, he came out and he's like, "Hey man, I just want to make sure you guys were all okay. Everyone's cool." My brother's like, "Yeah, dude, like fucking a." My brother described this. He said, "I'm sitting there, you know, uh, for the wrestling fans that know what sell means." Um, He's laying there, and as soon as he hits the ground, he goes, sell, sell, sell. He goes, no, no, no. Fuck this. Bask in it. So he goes, I'm laying there on the concrete. I look up, and I see lights. I'm hearing screaming fans chanting NXT, and all of a sudden, I hear my favorite wrestler's music start blaring. He goes, I got my four favorite wrestlers in the ring looking at me, throwing up signs. He goes, I got my other favorite wrestler standing on top of the, the ramp. He goes, dude, he goes, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I go, bro, I'm getting goosebumps hearing you say it. Um, and he actually, congratulations to my brother for the boyhood dream for all of us who grew up watching wrestling he actually received his first wwe paycheck in the mail the other day so round of applause for my brother that was fucking that's awesome Seen, uh, paid two from world wrestling entertainment inc to my brother's name on there that was just fantastic i, I could not be more proud of that little son of a bitch <laughs> kai douglas is his name follow him on instagram make sure you do he is actually an evolve ref he's got his contract signed with evolve so he's a full-time evolve ref and uh, they're trinkling him in NXT. You'll be seeing him around. Uh, hopefully, they even bring him up the Raw and SmackDown here and there. So, again, congratulations to my brother, Steve Felger. Big props to him for selling the hell out of that ending. Yeah, I, I was definitely hook, line, and sinker. I, I was definitely sold. But uh, definitely a great angle to end the show on, keeping you in suspense, not knowing if he's going to eventually join the Undisputed Era or not, but... Man, I, I I just can't wait to see what happens. What do you think? 
do you want him to join or not? What would you What would you want in that situation? I mean, for the record, I don't think he's going to join the Undisputed Era. It wouldn't be a bad thing if he did. But here's the thing. If Finn Balor joins the Undisputed Era, then Cole's going to have to give up that title because Finn's going to have to be the new leader. Oh, I definitely agree with that. But like you said, I don't, I don't see him doing it. Uh, a little bit of me wanted to see him throw that UE up. But at the same time, I kind of wish um, instead of the UE, he would have like looked at them, like shook his head, turned around, and then threw up the two suite and walked away. Maybe maybe forming a new sort of bullet club. That would have been kind of cool, too. Another uh, 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 faction or alliance to face uh, Undisputed Era, which I love Undisputed Era. I even got the tattoo on my hand. I showed you that night of the ring announcing. Big fan of them. Big fan. I love what they're doing with them, and I love uh, how they got all the gold. And for that for that to be happening, there's so many different angles they can do with it. And I just, I love, love, love what NXT's doing. Yeah, I mean, so many things that happen. Maybe he joins and then turns on them. Or maybe maybe they accept him and they jump him. Who knows? I mean, so many things can happen. We don't know. We'll see what happens within the next upcoming weeks of NXT. But... Before we move on any further, we got to take another commercial break. And when we come back, we will be talking about, of course, AEW and NXT UK to wrap up the show. But we'll be back and you'll hear from our sponsors here at Power Slam TV. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And we are back. Make sure you do use our promo code NWM4LIFE to go ahead and get one month free on us that's right one month free on us and you can go ahead and watch some of these great promotions on there such as defy such as smash wrestling uh you czw i can go on and on hey they even have evolve on there we just mentioned evolve not so long ago uh but so many different promotions on that streaming app thousands of hours of content some of your favorite stars from nxt such as matt riddle such as um, Walter, such as Tyler Bate. I can go on and on with those names. You have some of your favorite stars from AEW, such as Dr. Britt Baker, such as, mm, I don't know, Derby Allen, and, oh, another name on there, Sonny Kiss. So I can go on and on with these names, and, oh, we cannot forget about MGF. I can go on and on with these names, but just the point is, people, Go get it. We have to talk about AEW Dynamite. Jesus, what a great show. I cannot lie. Uh, I, if I were to tell you that I did not enjoy AEW Dynamite, then I will be lying to you because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, we had more of the tag team tournament for the first ever AEW tag team champions. 
which I wish they would have done that with the heavyweight championship instead of just putting Chris Jericho in there, kind of making work for it. But, you know, I don't write this shit. But we have to talk about it. Uh, it started off pretty strong. I mean, the first thing they they do right off the back is they go right ahead and go right into the action, man. We had the Lucha Bros going up against Private Party. Private Party put on a great match last week, defeating the Young Bucks, and we had the Lucha Bros going over inside this match. Some great action. Not going to lie that there were some things that kind of irked my nerves just a little bit. You know, too many spots in that match, too many missed spots in that match. But, uh, you know, if I'm analyzing it from a fan standpoint, yeah, it was great to see these two teams face off, but, you know, just a little bit too spotty. Uh, and it kind of, it's kind of hard to call a tag team wrestling when you had all four guys in the ring, majority of the match. But it was definitely great seeing these guys go head to head. There was a moment where I actually thought for one moment that private party could have been dead inside that match. Uh, but nevertheless, Lucha Bros do come out on top. We also had SCU going up against the Dark Order with SCU coming out on top. So, of course, storyline time back into each other. Maybe, just maybe, we finally get to see the Lucha Bros and SCU face off for this final match to declare the tag team champions and get some retribution back for picking out Christopher Daniels. But another match that was also great on AEW was Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. Now, you're probably saying, well, we've already seen this match. We have. We've seen this match literally three times. But it doesn't matter how many times we've seen it because each time we see it, it gets better and better. Uh, Joey Janela is going to be a breakout star for AEW if booked right. Uh, I don't know if you got the chance to see any of Joey Janela's work before, Tim, but... uh what do you think about the dynamic of these two, Omega and Janela? You know what I think about AEW. I think NXT is a really good company. I think they're doing everything right. Um, I'm really happy with the way uh, Undisputed Air is going. No, I have not given it a chance, honestly. I uh, I cannot get behind it. There's um, there's nothing there. That's It's like me... Dating a girl that I have no interest in, I have nothing in common with, um, I'm not attracted to, why? Why even do it? I know you said, you know, wrestling's 25-8, but for me, with AEW, it's uh, the fans give me, they put a bitter taste in my mouth. And on top of that, with with the way that, like you said last week, they're orchestrating all of their attention around, fuck WWE. And WWE says, who the fuck is AEW? And... Um, don't get me wrong, there will be a time when I give it a chance. It's just that I've never been a bandwagon person, and I feel that a lot of the fans that do... Like, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of fans that like AEW because it's wrestling. Um, my thing is, once you stop competing, um, it's like two girls... For instance, again, back to the girl thing. There's two girls after you. You're going to be more interested in the one that doesn't want you. Oh, hi, I, I want to talk to you. Hi, I just wanted to... I, I just you're going to go to the one that's just content and ready to go. Um, and that's why I, I stick with what I'm entertained with. And that's nothing to, to get to anybody listening. I'm not dissing AEW. Um, I give them all the credit in the world. And uh, if you're a fan of wrestling, uh, view it. Give it a chance. But um, 
that's you, you know that's my topic on it. <laughs> well, from what I can say from my point of view, um, yeah, I said it last week. They do spend most of their time throwing jabs at WWE, and it does happen, and it's happened at, I don't know, every single show they've ever had, even though they're not supposed to be focused on WWE, and they're in their own lane, and they're on their own planet, but yet again, we still see uh, shots thrown, whether those be straightforward or whether those be subliminal shots, but my whole thing with them, they have good in-ring work. It's just, if they stayed away from the cheap shots and, you know, every single week, then they won't seem like a bunch of disgruntled ex-employees that can't stop talking about their former employer. Exactly. If they came out and didn't say anything about WWE, I would have been 100% on board. And and honestly, before I heard that the whole shit talking and the whole they hated, they wanted to delete the Attitude Era off the out of people's memories and stuff like what um once you once you disrespect something I I love, you know what I'm saying like that's like being with an ex that you broke up with that you still have you still have respect for. Uh, you're, 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 the new girl starts talking shit about your ex. Don't do that. Just do your thing. Focus on you. It's like being at, at work. Focus on your shit. Don't worry about the other company. Don't worry about the other your, the other employees. Um, so when it first came out, like I was, my brother was excited. I was excited. Um, I'm not sure if he still watches it or not, but I was really excited about it. I thought, okay, I'm gonna have options now. And like you said, options. We have options in wrestling, just like our local shows. If you're in Cleveland, you have an option. If you're in Akron, you have an option. Um, they made it to the point where it was, it, it put a bitter taste. Like I said, it put a bitter taste in my mouth. Once it's not, to me, that's you're trying to put someone, another company down because you don't have what it takes. And that just pushed me away. It, it, yeah, definitely. Pushed me right away. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, uh, once again, it's not like the talent's out there. Great talents. I mean, you had the Young Bucks going up against the Best Friends, which was a very good match. Orange Cassidy getting involved a little bit. Uh, of course, uh, the Young Bucks accepting Ortiz and Santana's uh, match at full gear. Britt Baker and Jamie, Jamie uh, Hayter, which was a good one. Uh, Britt Baker coming out on top. But the funny thing from that was the whole Brandy Rose finger pointing thing at the end of the match. That was pretty, I don't know, awkward. I don't know if she was using the force or what happened. And you had John Moxley versus uh, Neville Pac, because I'll never call him Pac. There's only two Pacs that I'll have with that name. That's Tupac Shakur and X-Pac. Only Tupac Shakur and X-Pac can get that respect. But, yeah, you, you, had, you had Neville Pack. There we go. You had Neville Pack versus uh John Moxley that went into a time limit draw. I mean, this is good. This is the way to keep both guys strong. You know, no no loss on their record. So it just keeps it at a draw. But Cody Rhodes cutting the promo saying, you know, well, this is not like the other company that we used to work for. There's no curtain here. I can walk up there and blah, 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 blah. Right when you said that this is not the other company that we not, we used to work for, you lost me because once again, making references to the company that you don't work for. Listen, I quit Walmart years ago. I don't talk about my bad experiences at Walmart every chance that I get. The only time I bring up that 
is when someone tells me, hey, let's go to Walmart. No, I'm cool. I don't want to go to Walmart because <laughs> I really don't like it there. Like, that's the only time I bring up my bad experiences at Walmart. But, you know, I'm not constantly talking about Walmart after the fact that I don't work there anymore. And, you know, the same thing goes to say about Cody and everyone else, even Jericho, you know, even uh, John Moxley, uh, even JR. It's just you get the ex-employees to talk shit about the company that they used to work for. And it's like, why are we talking about the ex when we should be talking about the current? You know, that's the, that's my whole spiel from the whole entire thing. It's like if they spent more time talking about their product and not so busy throwing shots at the company that they're, quote, unquote, not competing against, then I can buy it off as, okay, this is legit. You know, this is legit. My, you know, a whole different league, a whole different organization. But you're pulling those antics. That's going to get old. It's going to get old real fast. After a while, people are going to be like, okay, we get it. We get it. You used to work at WWE. You didn't like it. What's next? And that's where I'm at with it. I mean, you know, there's somebody that's never, for some strange reason, never heard of WWE. Now they're going to be interested and go check them out because you won't stop fucking talking about them. <laughs> All right. And, you know, once again, it's not like WWE talks about AEW um, on NXT what? at all. Well, Triple H did during the Hall of Fame said he's not worried about that. Vince isn't worried about that piss ant company. And that's all that he had to say was that piss ant company. And that's a spit in the face. And we walked away with no fucking thought of him ever again. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that was, the, that was the one moment. But since then, you haven't heard anything from it. It's just like, you know. There's no to need me, to. Yeah, and to me, I kind of feel like if you're just going to go ahead and have a new company, focus on that company instead of, you know, I don't know, throwing shots every week. Because at this point, for me and some other fans out there that I've, you know, seen on Twitter and Instagram, it's getting old, man. It's like, it's getting real fucking old. Uh, like for me, I, I would like for them to have great success. I wish nothing but everyone's success over there. You know, some some of those people in that company, I've had, I've had a chance to see live. Some of them I had a chance to sit down and have a great conversation with after the show, before the show. So I'm wishing for everyone to be able to support their families and feed their families and be able to be to be an anchor in their community. Like I'm, I'm definitely happy for guys like Sunny Kiss. I'm happy for stars uh, in there, uh, such as um, such as Nala Rose and other stars such as um, such as Warlow and. I mean, there's more stars we can go off. Uh, Scorpio Sky, who I got to see live. Uh, Sammy Garver, got to see him live. I mean, I'm happy for these stars, but after a while, it's just going to get old. You know, let's focus on AEW as a whole, AEW as a company, and don't mention the other company. I mean, I don't see Apple throwing shots at Microsoft every shot they get, and I definitely don't see McDonald's throwing shots at Burger King every shot that they get. Just saying. Um, but moving on. Yeah, I was about to say, we got AEW out of the way. Now let's move on to NXT UK. Yes, and we're going to talk about that. I didn't mean to spend that much time on AEW. Um, 
But here we are with NXT UK, man. Listen, it seems to be the company everyone has forgotten about since NXT is now prime time. Uh, but NXT UK, let's talk about this. Of course, they have the new broadcast of Tom Phillips and Nigel Mianis. This is... It's just great hearing hearing Tom Phillips back on commentary. It's it's it's, it's great, but uh, you know, having having the talent there is um, it's good that NXT and NXT UK are using each other's talent because you're able to actually you know be able to get the faces for NXT UK on national television, and like I said earlier in the show to have people get that attention and check these guys out. But, you know, we have the newly crowned NXT tag team champions in Gallus of uh Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Uh and then you have Gallus going up against Imperium, which I think is gonna be an awesome match because it won't be long before those titles switch hands again and Imperium is holding all the gold in NXT. That is until they get a mid card tag team championship. Um we did have Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith going up against the Grizzly Young Vets. And, of course, we had the Grizzly Young Vets coming out on top, which I like them as a tag team, and I'm definitely glad these guys were the first tag team champions because they definitely set a standard barrier. I wasn't too happy that Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster had a very short run with the titles. Maybe we end up getting another chance with these guys with titles, but... The tag team division there is great, and the belts are flawless, just beautiful belts. Uh, Liguero versus Travis Banks ended up being another uh, show stiller. Uh, definitely, it was all over the place, all over the place, but, you know, we end up being a draw, just being to both men being pinned, but it was very entertaining. I mean, it wasn't anything boring at all. Uh, of course, the crowd was pissed because it ended in a draw, but I would be too. I mean, that match was too good to have a draw. It really was. And Noam Dar versus Trent Seven, the uh, a supernova Noam Dar versus Trent Seven. This, uh, so I guess why Tyler Bate was out here in the U.S., Trent Seven settling things inside the U.K., but... This is another match, once again, to me, UK wrestling is a very unique, uh, a very unique type of wrestling, not because it's in a different country, but just because of the interaction that the fans have with the stars. You can, you can try to duplicate that here in the States, but it would never be the same. Um, I've always said the four craziest crowds in wrestling are Chicago, New York. Um, we have uh, Canada and the UK. Those are the fur. Those are the four craziest crowds. What about Japan? I mean, well, Japan. Japan's crazy, but you know, Japan's crazy in a way of how can I say? They're more so reserved. They, they still think it's real. What are you talking about? It's still real to me, damn it. I'm talking about they think that shit's, they think their characters are, everything is like 100% to the T, real. I mean, I wish it was still to that point. I wish the curtain never got pulled back, but 
I'm sorry, it is still real to me too. <laughs> right, it is still real. I don't care what no one says. It's still real to me, damn it, no. But yeah, Japan is a whole different beast in in its own right because they they practice a more realistic style. And um and we're going a little bit off basis, but you know, we're pretty much at the end of the show. But one thing I wish that they would bring back I don't know if you remember when the WWE Network first launched and they had like the post, like the post press conference for, for the pay-per-views, particularly WrestleMania. And I think it was, um, what was it? Uh, I don't think it was. You're talking about talking smack and stuff? No, no, no. I mean, you know, talk, talking smack was great too. But no, this, this, this was like as soon as WrestleMania was over, they had like post match interviews. Where where they had a press conference and everything. Yeah, they need to bring that back. They need to bring that back. That was really really good. Like I thoroughly enjoyed. It it, it brings you more in depth. What got me lost with the WWE Network is when they started doing the ride along and stuff like that. Like I'd like to know, you know, like I said, the curtains pulled back. I like to know about the wrestler, but I don't want to know. Uh, follow them on Twitter and Instagram and to know what they're doing in their personal life. And like when I heard Lana start speaking in, in, in a regular accent, I was like, what the hell? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to see this shit. I want to see them come out of the, of the entrance, go in the ring. And when they go back to that, that curtain, I don't want to see them anymore. I don't want to know what they do after that. Leave, keep, keep your lives to yourselves to me, basically. I mean, it's Hollywood at this point, right? Everyone knows what, you know, everyone knows what Tom Cruise is doing. Everyone knows what Beyonce is doing. Everyone knows what Jay-Z is doing every day. So that's Hollywood in a sense. Wrestling's mainstream. It's not a closeted thing anymore. It is out there. But speaking of wrestling, as we wrap up the show, make sure you go to whatamaneuver.net and purchase some of our merchandise there on our store, just go ahead and type in Marks with the Mics. It is spelled just how it sounds. What M-A-R-K-S-W-I-T-H-M-I-C-S. Type that in. You can choose from the NWO style MWMT shirt. We have that in the black and white. You can get that in the blue and white, kind of like the BWO. Or we have the Wolfpack edition. We can get it in the red and black as well as the Wrestling 258 t-shirt that is also available at watermaneuver.net. Make sure you do subscribe to the podcast. It is located right here on Apple, right on Spotify, Pocket Cast, um, CastBox. We have Overcast, Radio Public, and a host of others. Subscribe, like, tell me what you think about the show, as well as definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel at Marks at Night. You can see season one and two of Marks at Night on YouTube, available now for the current moment. Season three will be on their way soon, and it will be available on a major platform through streaming. More details to come once that deal is finalized, but I cannot wait to show you what we have been working on for season three of the TV show. But until then, make sure you tune in for the next episode when we talk about Friday Night Smackdown. But I have enjoyed myself episode 91. 
we will have Dre the Juice Man back for episode 92, hopefully. And uh, also, we'll definitely have the homeboy Doug Douglas back by episode 93, crossing our fingers. Hopefully, his assignment is up. But I am definitely grateful to have Timothy Jaconia join us and definitely make himself at home here. I am definitely grateful to be a guest, and I am able and willing to be a guest anytime. It's always a pleasure talking with you, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, it is always, I'm always here for you. I'm here to give you the truth, the truth that you might not even want to hear, but the truth is always better, my dear. Indeed, indeed it is. Make sure you leave a comment on the episode. Let us know what you think, or click inside the description of the episode and leave us a voicemail. Maybe your voicemail may get played on the next episode of Marshall Mike's. We'd love to hear your opinion. We'd love to hear more from you. And, um, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're out.